and welcome to the Graduate Medicine Success Podcast. Graduate Medicine Success is a blog that helps graduates get into and succeed at studying medicine. This is episode two of the series, Life in the Time of Coronavirus. We'll be getting an insight into what it's like to live in Italy with Crohn's disease during the pandemic. My name is Eleanor and I run the blog and today I'm joined by Laura. So Laura, thank you so much for coming onto this podcast today. I want to start off by asking, how have you been coping with the lockdown so far? So far, I took, as a positive uh, side of this experience, I I can say that um, well, I'm reading a lot. I, I watch a lot of movies. I watch a, I watch a lot of series. I recently started to... Uh, to revise uh, to to boost my my Spanish. I mean, it's been years since I practiced it, so you know that's that's a chance. I do yoga, but uh, you know I try to stay positive. That's the key. But uh, but then you know it's um, here everything is fine. But then I outside it's um, you know when I when I think about outside of my room outside of my house then then I'm not so positive anymore and you know it affects it's it's like you know I I'm positive inside I'm positive around my my books and my my um, like I don't know I, I do things that make me make me uh, um, feel better like for example I don't know gardening with my grandpa and you know I feel so lucky for that for this but then uh you hear the news and well we've tried to stop watching the news but then you (laughs) it's necessary to be updated uh, at least a little bit and then you know it's um and then it's hard because as I said you you think about what's uh, outside and uh, it doesn't look good. So you said earlier that you live with family and it sounds like that's been really positive for your experience of being in lockdown and your general well-being. How has it been for all of you living under lockdown? Yeah. At home, we are three people at the moment. Uh, Me, uh, I'm 29, but I'm immuno. Um, I take uh, very strong medicine for my Crohn's disease and I'm immunosuppressant. In English is, well, I take immunosuppressants. Yes. Yeah, that's how we say it in English as well, yeah. And uh, and, uh, so, well, three people, one has, uh, takes immunosuppressants, one is very old and, well, my mom is the only one who is eligible for going to the supermarket or for, you know, risky missions, <laughs> let's say. Um, but as I said, we are very lucky because we have food from, well, super organic garden. And we've been at the supermarket only once in a month. Really? That's, yes. that's impressive. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and well, it's possible to be with coffee without coffee for a few days. Trust me, I tried. <laughs> was a bit sleepy, but that's fine. So yeah, I mean, the good thing about this whole thing is that you find yourself having a lot of mental strength, more than you thought 
you could have. And uh, even like, for example, I well, I, f- I feel very lucky that I live with my family because I know uh, people who are far away. I have uh, friends um, and, well, I have a friend who works in a hospital in the north <clears throat> and uh, she, we, we went in high, in high school together and uh, but she works there f- since years now and she's in a COVID hospital. She's a nurse and, uh, you know, her entire family is around, lives in the same area where I live. So, as I said in the beginning, I, li- I really, I, I would be a fool to complain because it wouldn't be fair to, to my friend and to all the people who are working in hospitals uh, fighting and... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be fair, but then again, I'm not a saint. So, for example, it's kind of um, funny to manage the, um, you know, the, we are humans, so, you know, we argue. <laughs> so, yes, I feel very lucky to live with my family, but I would like to take a long holiday after this. <laughs> so, you know, it's like... It's like a double mm, double side every time, you know. There's a two aspects for every uh, everything. Uh, I don't know if you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, adjusting to living with family when you're not used to being uh, all in the same space for such a long time. Um, yeah, yeah, that's something yeah. I think a lot of people are probably adjusting to right now. Yeah. Now. Um, I remember you saying that your mum is the only one eligible to go to the supermarket and do, you know, the, the riskier things. So that got me curious about how they're enforcing lockdown where you are. Are there people who check your eligibility and how do they do that when you want to go to the supermarket? Yeah, um, actually, uh, there are um, there's a form that you must fill when you go outside and this form, there are different uh, versions of it because since the beginning, I mean, I think that now by now there are five different versions. I mean, the the, the fifth obviously. Um, uh, so you're not allowed to use the first version, but you should carry with you the fifth, like the latest version, of course. But you know, it's something kind of confusing because. Um, uh you know five different things and you know some for example there was a friend of mine in uh, in the city where i work uh um he said well how do i do this i mean i don't have a printer and i thought i thought okay well that's a thing actually but then you know this was just like the first week and um and then basically i was uh, i learned that uh, the police who are who is checking on the street uh they have uh forms with them so you can uh fill them uh in uh, if if you are stopped if you are uh if the police stops you you can you know say why you are outside this actually was at the beginning at the moment i hear in the news that 
they are stricter because holiday because of holidays because their strict restrictions are you know tighter uh, but um, since I haven't been outside for a very long time I don't really know I mean as far as I know my grandpa has never been stopped and my uh, my mom I am neither I mean she she keeps uh, going to work um, because she's basically alone in the office so there's no one uh, but she, she well the police never stopped her so I don't know I don't have any first um, mm, I don't have a, any experience on that that's the thing yeah sure and yeah, so here in the UK there's it's been noted that there's been a sort of increase in the sense of community. So volunteers coming together and shopping for people that go shopping themselves and, and so on. And I wondered if there was a similar boost in the sense of community where you are in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I know that even my, like I live in a tiny, uh, in a town, there are 80,000 people just to give an idea and even my small town organized uh, the the city hall of the of the of the town uh, organized uh, like uh, numbers that you can call so that you you know you can you can have food at home if you are not if you cannot go to the supermarket physically so uh, I think and now I'm the latest thing I heard is that uh, if you because unfortunately many people are not working and the, and it's been a while now so they mm, like there are a lot of people who are not able to afford food uh, so in order to cope with that um, there are um, you know you can uh, speak to someone to people in charge in the city hall and you can ask for uh for help which is uh, as you said you know the the um, it's something i mean uh, i don't know how for how long this is um, gonna last i mean the situation in general and the help of the government because this is something that i'm really worried about i mean and I'm okay. I'm actually very angry, even because, um, like, for years and years and years, uh, we've seen cuts on the public health system and, like, also other sectors. And and now they say, okay, we hire new doctors, we open new hospitals. And, you know, I'm really confused because, as I said, I'm not an economist, but I'm really confused because, well, you know, I feel kind of, you know, where do you take the money from? I mean, there was no money earlier, so now you have the money for doing all this. Couldn't you, you know, think about this earlier? I know that such a situation, a pandemic, uh, is the first time for humanity, but pandemics can exist i mean that's why we have research center for studying them so i'm very you know i okay the sense of of community but uh um, i don't know i i hope that this sense of, of community will last even after the pandemic 
pandemic. That's the thing. Uh, here in Italy, there are many, many, many cases of doctors and nurses being beaten up by the patients, by the the families of the patients because of uh, malpractice. But you know, the patients say that is malpractice, and then you know it's just uh, with no trial, nothing. And this is you know it's on the news quite often. And, you know, this is until two months ago. And now, there are, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, it's like a war, you're heroes. I think it's really uh, um, an hypocrisy to say this. I mean, of course, I'm with doctors. Of course, I'm, I'm with uh, nurses. But I really hope that this will not... Um, you know, there are people saying, I want to... Uh, uh, I want things to be like they were. I don't want to be I don't want things to be like they were. I want people to realize that it's important to invest in research. I think I want people to uh uh you know to to take care in all these things because it's not uh I don't want to to live in a crisis for for forever. You know, and uh Italians we are kind of used to this because of uh well, there are we are really good in in difficult times. Okay, we are well trying to be good. We are not, but we are trying to be good in difficult times. And I give you two examples: the 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 my the migration uh, situation and and the earthquake. I mean, in I live in the center of Italy, uh, in on the east coast and. Uh, in 2016, um, there was a very strong earthquake, and uh, now when so we hear in the news, you know, there's the red zone. But for me, a red zone is really in an area who has been affected by the earthquake. That's what I immediately think about because I live in this area, and um, well. You know the the situation was uh, managed immediately in the in the, after the the earthquake. We were trying to you know to take measures and uh, try to solve things, but then you know time unfortunately like there there are still uh, villages with the uh, with the houses who are that are destroyed. Okay. So, you know, we are good right after the crisis, but then we tend to forget. And I don't want things, I don't want people to forget. We we should remember that doctors and nurses are heroes, even, even without a pandemic, you know. And uh, yeah, that's what I really, really care about. Like, I think this is a huge lesson for, for humanity and... And uh, I really hope that we will learn something from this. So you mentioned earlier that you have Crohn's disease. And I was wondering if you've had any difficulty accessing your doctor or your medications? Uh, no, they were, uh, they, well, um, they were amazing. <laughs> they were really amazing. <laughs> um, 
um, basically I I've currently seen this many years and I've tried different centers, meaning hospitals. And at the moment, since a couple of, actually three years, I'm uh, in Rome. So every time I have, uh, have a doctor appointment, I have to go there and it's quite of a journey, you know. But um, I was really worried that my uh, um, medication was my the appointment for my medication could be, uh, um, you know, uh, could have changes. But uh, actually, that was not the case. I mean, I was I have medication every two months, and I had uh, an appointment in January, and there was you know no crisis yet, and then had another another appointment in March, beginning of March, on the uh, 13th of uh, March, and uh, there was no delay, there was not postponed, I had uh, my treatment on that same day, and uh, the only change was that I, know, well, normally I go by bus, and that's why I said it's quite of a journey, because uh, the bus stops in a lot of cities, and, you know, it's it's quite of a journey <laughs> uh, and this time I had to drive uh, which you know normally I don't do it because Rome is a big city and you know I'm not very comfortable with um, with uh, the way they drive in Rome <laughs> to be honest I'm a really good driver I'm a really good driver but I don't trust uh, people who drive in Rome and it was really, uh, it was really wow an experience to get in Rome and to you know, very comfortably drive around because there was almost no one. Uh, so that was an experience. <laughs> and uh, and then, well, I just, uh, I went to the, uh, to Gemelli Hospital, which is one of the main hospital in, in Rome. And um, they changed a little bit the uh, procedure in order for the patient to be even safer. Like for example, they, they, uh, there's a big waiting room and they, uh, they put, you know, a sign to divide the patients, you know, one, one seat free, one seat, uh, actually two seats. So yeah, you could see it every, uh, at every third, uh, you had space. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, you had space and uh, you had to, normally you had to go and check with the uh, receptionist and then go to another side of the hospital and get a ticket and then come back. But they changed the system so that you didn't have to move at all. So you just, um, you know, talk to the receptionist, you go in, I waited a little bit and then I went inside, I got my treatment and then uh, I went uh, back to the car. So... Well, the the nurses were as nice as nice, well nice as always, and the doctors were um, well were worried. Actually, they were the doctors were a little bit different because uh, it was uh, well it was the first week of the policy, you know, stay at home policy. So even they were in the uh, in the process of rearranging the whole area because basically what happens is that well Gemelli is a huge hospital uh, and next to Gemelli there's another hospital but it was uh, now it's a covid hospital the, the Columbus so the hospital next to Gemelli and uh, when I went there they were in the process of turning this other hospital into a covid 
uh, hospital. So, you know, I, I just, I, I just, uh, I can just imagine the amount of work that it takes to rearrange two of the most, uh, of the biggest hospitals in the country. And it's just, you know, just in Rome. And this has been done all over Italy and, uh, and I guess all over, um, uh, the countries with a lot of uh, cases. Well, I mean, at least I hope that they are doing this because uh, keeping, you know, the it, it's it's fundamental to keep the uh, patients and the doctors divided. I mean, to, to separate COVID uh, from non-COVID, uh, and try at least to um, to keep up with the. Uh, with the diseases that are not COVID, I mean, uh, I'm I thinking about volunteering. I I'm in uh, I have a, I'm volunteering for an association, uh, Admo, and this association is um, uh, for um, giving information about uh, the donation of bone marrow. So when you know, for for leukemia and these kind of things, to in order to solve this uh, very uh, bad tumors, and uh, you know, we are really desperate because, uh, well, COVID, it's it's huge, but a person who is waiting for a bone marrow uh, transplant is desperate too. So, um, you know, it's. Yeah, this is something else I cannot um, stop to think about because it's really hard. Yeah, well, that sounds like a, a fantastic initiative. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, when things go back to normal, you'll you'll get yeah. more donations for that. Yeah, well, they're um, the especially at the beginning of the crisis. This is something else I'm very proud. Um, uh, they, so there is another association. The name is Avis, who. Um, care of uh you know helping people to donate blood and because obviously at the beginning people were scared of going to the hospital to donate blood and they were saying you know they we're we need blood anyway i mean covid doesn't stop other types of diseases so we i'm i'm i mean i'm sure that you are familiar with this type of problem because that's uh that's that's really you know it's really as I said earlier you know rearranging a hospital so that you don't stop all the different um, um, you know procedure that are uh, in place it's it's really hard I mean it's it's really really hard and uh, we we are thanks to technology with Admo we are still trying to do something uh we are um we are involving we are asking um uh, sport uh teams to have a chat about um, bone marrow uh, donation and um yeah that's uh so we are you know we, we are still fighting <laughs> we are still fighting yeah, well, that sounds that sounds fantastic. So I really hope that goes well. We're trying to get the sports teams to do those shout outs as well. Now, just one last question, really, from the way that it's been covered where I am in the UK, my understanding is that people, well, the, the outbreak really got worse 
first in the north, so around Milan and so on. And then when people felt like there was a lockdown coming, a lot got on trains and so on and came down to the south. Now, I understand you're in that sort of southern area. So did you see an influx of people just before the full-on lockdown came? Uh, well, I uh, I work in a university, uh, so a town that is famous for its university, uh, Macerata, and uh, it was really scary to see no people on the streets. Uh, and at the same time, I knew that it was a good sign because people were actually at home. <laughs> But on uh, on the other side, I thought, well, you know, the students here, how do, will they manage, you know? And uh, personally, I haven't seen uh, in real life any, you know, big, um, um, you know, a lot of people in uh, uh, in stations, for example, train station and like stuff like that. But I have. Uh, the videos of uh, Milan from Milan. So there was, well, I think one of, I think that was the first time when uh, the stay-at-home policy came out. Basically, that was a, it was an announcement at night, and basically people would just run on in the uh, in the main uh, city uh, in the main um, train station of Milan and uh, and uh, you know escaped basically that was really stupid that was extremely stupid because um well uh, as a you know science it's no joke uh, two weeks after that uh, many people uh, were found uh, ill and not the same people who escaped, but you know, maybe a father or a mother or a grandpa of that same person that was studying in Milan and from Milan just took a train and went south. So, you know, it's if you, you know, COVID, I think something else that COVID taught us is to that there are many ways to love a person. And one of these one of these way is to you know if you really love that person you stay away from that person and you are not you know you you shouldn't be so um uh you know think about yourself only and you know okay you miss your family you miss a hug but you know there's there are things that are more important than a hug and you know, i'm telling you i'm italian so it counts even more <laughs> if i say this <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and in my town, I, I live in a small town, so uh, I really enjoy the silence. <laughs> and even before, it was not super uh, noisy, but uh, you know, there are no, uh, not a lot of cars in the streets. Maybe during the week, during daytime, but that's it. Uh, and as I said, in the in Rome, the the traffic was really quiet not so many cars uh but um yeah i mean it's it's really hard and like in this uh regard i remember that um uh, like i was uh uh i was um yeah I was thinking that it was just, you know, 
really stupid to just to take a train and and move to another to to you know to your hometown and i i know a person i actually the the girl who a friend of mine who lives just in front of my uh family house and she she you know she stayed i mean where she studies and i'm really proud of her because you know that's what you should do you shouldn't be so uh, stupid because it, that's that's being stupid yeah well thank you so much for talking to me today you know that was really really interesting insight and it sounds like you've obviously got a lot on but you're you've got a very positive mindset and you're you know you've got your family and so on so it sounds like hopefully the lockdown will lift soon and then life can return to normal for you yeah thank you thank you thanks for listening to the graduate medicine success podcast to learn more about the blog please visit the website please leave a review or rating of this podcast and i hope to see you in the next episode